Welcome to the North Carolina Fusion Coffee Conversations podcast, broadcasting today from Truist Sports Park in Bermuda Run. This podcast serves to answer frequently asked questions from our membership with the goal of being done before the end of your cup of coffee. I am Scott Wollaston, CEO of NC Fusion, and I have with me as always Sarah Bridges, the Chief Experience Officer of NC Fusion. Together, along with some special guests, we hope to answer your questions. First, we normally talk about what coffee we're drinking or what drink we're drinking. And um, it appears that you do not have a drink. <laughs> so this, oh this is going to go great. Um, so I'll start. Um, I'm drinking the um, Element um, mm. stuff again, the salty. Oh, um, I thought you were just going with old trusty H2O over there. I wish it was just water, but yeah. I have mm. salt in it. But I did want to say from a... Um, a venue perspective, mm-hmm. I'd like to recommend the Ardmore Coffee Shop okay. in Winston-Salem. Fantastic. Um, I, I have been going there a lot lately. Mm. Great people, great coffee. So You're check hoping it out. for a gift card, huh? That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I get an extra star. <laughs> I don't know how many stars I need. but A lot. Yes. So, Sarah, what are you drinking today? Well, you know what? Um, I started my day with a trusty old Diet Dr. Pepper, mm. and I actually brought a Fresca for this podcast, and it's not in here. <laughs> a Fresca? I know. What flavor? Is there Are there flavors? Just the original. I, uh, okay. That's all I was drinking. <laughs> well, that tells you how often I drink Fresca. All right. <laughs> I didn't know there were multiple. Maybe there are. Jeez. I just drink the regular, typical... Fresca. Fresca. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Fair enough. Maybe all I don't right. drink it enough. Well, let's jump into our topic for today and introduce our guest. So, Sarah, yeah, it is so all you. Today we're ta- talking about all things coaching development. Exciting topic, of course. So, a big part of what we do behind the scenes is spend time and resources equipping and serving our coaching staff so mm-hmm. that they can continually improve, obviously with one of our core values being investing in your development. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is important because it helps develop our athletes as well. So while we take time to provide monthly in-house education with our soccer leadership, we also provide money needed for any coach to attend a coaching course. Mm -hmm. Um, And today we're actually going to call in Mark Simpson, our head of coaching ed, um, and chat through two specific initiatives um, that he's really developed this year um, to, and we've already started to see some impact in our coaching space. So let's give him a call. Excellent. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Mark. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. I've got Scott here. Trusty old Scott. I've hey, used Mark. that word a lot, a lot today. I'm trusty. A lot of trusty things today. <laughs> We're talking about coaching development, Mark, and obviously you are the king of coaching development um, as our head of coaching ed. So um, we just wanted to reach out and chat with you. You got a few minutes? Sounds good. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about um, the club's responsibility when it comes to developing coaches. Can you share with us a little bit about why, the why behind this? Like we obviously try to um, hire the best, most experiences, experienced coaches. So why is it important for us to continually develop um, these staff members? Yeah, I think that, you know, if we want to create a sort of progressive learning environment for the players, it's so important to do, to do that for the coaches as well and you always want the coaches to have an opportunity to um continually improve and i think that um i mean fundamentally better coaches will create a better environment for the players uh, we know that and mm-hmm. and that's what the most important thing is and and i always want coaches whether they've had they stay at the club for one year three years five years hopefully a lot a lot longer than that that they feel that the 
the club allocated resources and allocated time to to improve them yeah i love that i mean the I feel like um, one of our goals as a staff is to when we bring new coaches in, um, we we feel confident because we say we're not you're not doing this alone, right? We're we're gonna help support you. We've got people, we've got resources. Um, that's one of our goals is just try to to offer as much as possible so that people don't feel like they're on an island, um, which is an easy thing when you're a new coach um, to feel feel that scared I don't know fear maybe um of coming in brand new so it's awesome all right so I know you've spent um a great deal of time just focused on two specific initiatives um this particular year our mentorship program and then our coaching evaluation process let's talk specifically about that mentorship program first um so who is this for and what is involved because that's obviously a loaded statement when we talk mentorship yeah, I, I think that um, at the minute, the, the mentorship programs for coaches under 30 who have been at the club for under two years, but mm-hmm. also, um, you know, it's four in-person meetings and we try to create a sort of a collaborative learning environment. Um, most people who know me know I love music, so we get <laughs> the music involved. And and I want it to be interactive and, and I, I, I want all those people there. It doesn't matter if you're in the junior academy, you're coaching in the level one it doesn't matter any of that stuff it just we're in a an interactive learning environment and and i think there's just massive benefits for those mentees the people on the program and and similarly i think there's massive benefits for the organization in general to have this type of program yeah so give us a glimpse you've we've had one session so far give us a glimpse into what that looked like it was about an hour um there were what 15 20 people in the room all levels, <laughs> every level I think was represented, um, which is spectacular. Um, talk to us about kind of the layout and what went on um, in that in that time period. Yeah, yeah. I think it's with the you know I had in my head my aims for the program, mm-hmm. so I think that before I planned out the session, I wanted it. You know, when those mentees came out of that hour, I wanted them to have improved confidence. Mm-hmm. I wanted the culture to improve mm-hmm. and, and I wanted the alignment between and connection between programs and, and fundamentally you want to accelerate learning. That's sure. ultimately what mentorship is. So within the hour, um, we do a lot of, it was a curriculum overview mm-hmm. um, looking at lots of different parts of, of the curriculum, which is quite daunting for a new coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. And within that, um, they get into small groups we have the one one person's writing the notes, one person's leading the discussion, one person presents to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And they have a little three minute window where they can chat in their groups. We switch the groups up, we get the music on, we communicate back and that, that just facilitates the conversation. So I think I think it was a it was a positive start and I'm looking forward to the, the next meeting tomorrow night when we're gonna talk a little bit more about how to improve and align your session. Awesome. I got to experience it too, um, and I walked away just being really proud of, A, the coaches that were there wanting to take a step forward and being better. Um, that's always so encouraging to me. And two, I just felt like um, I think you've used the phrase collective spirit. Um, it was just such a positive collective spirit for the group. Um, you could tell like no matter how many – like we had someone in there that had coached 30 years um, and then a coach in there that had only been coaching – one year right and um the fact that they could all sit in a circle and chat with each other and all present their own ideas it was was so encouraging to me um and seeing that our staff was that invested um in what in what's coming so it's awesome 
Um, let's, let's shift a little bit. Let's talk about coaching evaluations. Um, which I, you know, I sat in the teacher world for five years and had many a teacher evaluation. Um, and those were always a daunting task for, for myself. Um, but it's a huge part of what we do here. Um, and we know there's impact on every coach, um, because of it. So talk to us about the strategy, um, that we use approaching coaching evaluations and then what are we actually evaluating? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's so important fundamentally to, to give the performance feedback, mm-hmm. For the coach um i think i think it also you know i don't think every session you need to be evaluated sure. but it helps in in life to go out of your comfort zone and it's a little bit pressurized you feel a little bit different um i think it's so important for the the coaches to understand um you know what, what's the standard what what we're trying to achieve here and it, mm-hmm. and it creates their their understanding of how they've got a coach i think that creates real purpose I love the coaching evaluation process because after they've been evaluated of the session, they've got to then send the person who evaluated them a self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. So that improves their self-awareness. And, and clearly, when you receive that form, it gives a guide to who's self-aware and who needs a little <laughs> bit of a nudge. And yeah. that's important as well. We we evaluate on in, in basically four, four categories, um, culture, which is vital. That's the connection with the players. Are they are they lining the bags up? Um, effective communication that would talk about their body language, their voice quality, evidence-based teaching strategies, which is just absolutely vital. Um, how they introduce the topic? Do they encourage peer-to-peer feedback? And then there's a session organization and session execution. Um, so it's 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 a really really good process, and, and I think uh, I think it's developing as well. And 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 I've been able to give more people um, an opportunity to do the evaluations as well. And, and that's the, the thing about it. You learn so much as the eva- evaluator mm. as well as the person getting evaluated. Yeah. So it's sort of mutual benefit there. Love it. So talk to us, who is being evaluated? Yeah, so every every um, staff member from junior academy to under 19s, all levels, will receive one evaluation before May the 1st. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, do you have any specific, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking example of, of impact so far um, this fall that you've seen because of an evaluation? I know you've done a lot so far. <laughs> so yeah. um, do you have any specific example that you or story that you want to share with us um, that's yeah, happened so far? I, I think, yeah, I think I can give more of a sort of a generalized. The thing yeah. I love about them is, is you get to have that personal connection to that staff member and you, sure. you you hear their story. And so when you do the the post evaluation, when you meet with them for the 30 minutes and go over the evaluation, I, I, I've got to know a lot about from the human perspective about people that I didn't know before. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And clearly they, they then understand the standard and the expectation of what we're looking for. Because sometimes they thought they were doing a good job and right. you have to give a nudge that this can be better. I love the self-evaluation part of it. And and if they're accurate with the self-evaluation, then their actual evaluation is close. That gives them a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and the best thing about all of it, so many people have asked, when when can I have another one? <laughs> and, and I think in a lot of organizations that, that feedback can be quite a, a tough thing and, and that's enough. But people have been saying, well, I really enjoy this. Can yeah. I have another one? And, that, and that's that's when you know you, you're going in the right direction. That's awesome. And you just have unlimited time, so you can provide 
so many of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I'll be out there next week and do 10 more for you. We only have 100 coaches. No problem. So that's awesome. Scott, you got any, any questions for him? Yeah, a lot of things going through my head. Obviously, Mark, you and I have talked about for a long, long time about um, just kind of the overall structure of coaching development in terms of the fact that we related a lot to school and teachers who mm-hmm. a lot of times they get they get hired as a teacher, 22, 23 years old. They've had some level of, of formal education, but they have yet to really, quote, experience what it's really like. And they're sort of fed to the wolves in a way, right? And, um, you know, you and I sat through a, a call yesterday with some talking about a, a long-term initiative through one of the local community colleges and creating a, a pathway for really just students who want to become coaches, whether that's mm-hmm. soccer coaches or something else. And that could be something that's super pioneering. But the thing that struck me in that conversation was the um, uh, the one lady that we spoke with who talked about her at 22. She knew she wanted to be a coach and she absolutely got slaughtered in her first um, year, mainly by just um, being not setting proper expectations, having a really tough time with the families and the, and managing children and all of those things. And I, I say all that to think about how the effort that is going into what you're doing and what our staff is doing is really um, is really around um, supporting these young coaches and giving them a chance like they've got to they've got to be set up for some level of failure right they've got to have some chance some bandwidth um, but a lot of our a lot of us as parents myself included we like expect that someone to show up and be an excellent coach already for their for our kid but all of us whether they're 22 23 or we're 43 um, either way we're all trying to just continually get better and I feel like that's the culture that you're that you are are trying to create and I, I really just desire that our families know the investment that we're putting into that number one um, and the support we're trying to provide but secondarily um, I also think we need to ask for a little bit of of empathy at times and maybe some patience when when your kid gets a, a younger coach or a little bit less experienced coach that we're all trying to develop. And this is all part of, of that environment. So I know I said a lot there, but anything in particular that I've just said that, that resonates with, with you? Yeah, I think it's so important. Um, we're all on a, a coaching journey and we're all developing and looking to improve and, and younger coaches, um, the expectation on them is probably more than when I started 20 years ago. So you have to give them time. And, and obviously part of the processes we're trying to put in place is to identify those coaches with, with talent and potential. And also, um, you know, youth soccer, when, when games are being played, well, sometimes the other team aren't doing what we want them to do and goals go into your goal. And sometimes, um, when teams lose, the the coaches blame. When teams win, and um, the coach is amazing, but they're they're always somewhere in between. And mm-hmm. and I just always want people to know that we're all learning, we're all improving, but we're we're putting a real investment in in giving these coaches the best chance available. And and for me, I want them to. 
to want to coach for a long time. I don't want them to do the 22 to 25 and then it's all too much. Yeah. I want to give them a real foundation and opportunity to become top class coaches. I speak to um, you and I've had conversation a lot around the importance of modeling, um, modeling behavior, modeling coaches. And the, one of the issues that we face sometimes is that um, coaches are individual head coach with a team and they're trying to they don't necessarily they're not seeing coaching being modeled because they're trying to serve their team well how can how can we do that more because obviously I, I would i always say this that i think that my coaching now is so heavily influenced by watching you coach um many years ago and watching paul forrester coach and andy tate and others um that that I feel I've taken a little bit from each of you to help me be a better coach, but it's because I got, I spent time watching you model what I wanted to become. So how can we continue to do that better? Are there any specific things that you're doing now or that you'd like to do in the future for our staff for that? Yeah. So in, in a few weeks in level two, um, all the staff will meet in Greensboro and, and they will get to see Chris Williams do do parts of a session, which will be very important. They'll actually play in the session this year in the full time meetings. And we've tried to do more where um, coaches are coaching other coaches. So they're actually seeing in in and how the session should look that's so i completely agree with how 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 to do it and also i think one of the the most important thing as well when coaches coach other coaches the coaches who are playing in the session realize it's actually really hard so what <laughs> yes. under 10 and under yeah. 11 girl was meant to do they yeah. can't really do it that well themselves <laughs> so it gives them a little bit of humility about how hard soccer is often but we're, we're trying to put things in place where the coaches get an opportunity to see other coaches coach but also clearly that individual feedback from the coaching evaluation where the, the the person the evaluator can show that coach other ways to do part of the session or can you do that with a certain number of reps or do you have a time limit on what condition can you put on that and then so there's lots of little details you can add in the the coaching feedback also. That's great. That's good. Yeah. Really awesome. Good. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mark. Wait, I had um, one no question. Problem. One more question for Mark. Oh dear. Did hey Mark, did I tell you that I I've been trying to start a hide and go seek team? Is that um okay. Yeah. Let's go. Um yeah, it's been a little, I've had a little trouble cuz um good players are hard to find. <laughs> yeah. My right. <laughs> proud of that one he would be proud of that <laughs> mark, right, mark i'm sorry that he did that to you right there it's it's, it's terrible we appreciate you Thanks, we appreciate mark. what you're doing um we'll chat soon all right all right see Thank you, later, you. Bye. scott that was awful come on just say you didn't um, think i was good last time i mean no mm -mm. no all i don't right. All right, fair enough. Hey, I, don't, I, was, I don't even know how to conclude now that you did well, that. Well, I, I actually, I was thinking of something, you know, when, he, when Mark was talking about um, putting coaches in the environment of actually being the players in a session, mm -hmm. I, I was thinking more about even, like, us as parents. Mm -hmm. um, it'd be really cool to have, like, each team, the parents go through a practice yeah. session or um, and, and see how difficult it is. Because when we're looking from the sidelines, we're seeing this, you know, Big 180 picture. degree and we're like how did they not see that pass or yeah. how did they not you know do whatever it is yep. um but 
they're under pressure. Yeah, they can only see one. They have to do before they That's do right. that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that would give some perspective I for all of idea. us and some empathy, some appreciation for how hard the the game really is. Yeah. You know. So there we go. Put it on the to do list. I am gonna add that to the to do list. Bingo. Awesome. It's awesome. All right. Coaching development and parent scrimmaging. There we go. Bingo. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us today on the NC Fusion Coffee Conversations podcast. If you have a question that you'd like answered on our podcast, please email Sarah at sbridges at ncfusion.org. And we will see you next time on the NC Fusion Coffee Conversations podcast. <laughs>